0: He's one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey with Pierre Hood on Show
1: 97.7. At exactly 8.18. Uh, good morning, Pierre.
0: Good morning, Terry. How are you today?
1: I'm fine and dandy. Thank you very much. Uh, if you don't mind, I, I know we've got a lot of hockey to talk about, but I'd love to start with the, uh, the F1 race. Um, I didn't see the race, unfortunately, but I've heard from F1 fans this morning. Uh, A spectacular race uh, by all reports. And I had a specific request from a new F1 fan. Uh, my My pal Kevin was a little confused by the orders that Max Verstappen got. And I was wondering if you could explain that.
0: Absolutely. Well, first of all, uh, welcome aboard, Kevin. And uh, we will try, at least from our part at RDS, to keep you in for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that Drive to Survive does uh, th- the promotion effect, right, Terry? Yeah, it, well,
1: it, yeah, Kevin actually said he, he started to watch Drive to Survive and, and was tuned in for the race on the weekend.
0: Yeah, well, uh, so... Uh, I think he is referring to the fact that Max Verstappen took the lead on lap 53 out of 56, and um, he gave the lead back. Uh, he gave the lead back to uh, Lewis Hamilton, uh, and uh, it was uh, all done in the right way in terms of sporting regulation. The rule says you are not allowed to enhance your position on uh, on the field or in the field, I should say, Terry, or in qualifying by running four wheels outside the track limit. Hmm. So, of course, the, the marshals will tolerate that situation if it doesn't bring some sort of a clear-cut uh, uh, advantage for the uh, for the driver who does the mistake. So that's why you see those out-of-limits uh, moves tolerated most of the time. But if it gives you a, a better position than you're supposed to have, the rule says you give it back right. as quickly as possible. And if so, you don't do that, the, the marshals of the race will force you to do it and eventually could penalize you with a, uh, with, a with some seconds, with some penalty, with some time penalty after the race, as we've seen with Sebastian Vettel here in Montreal two years ago. So
1: that And it must be strange for people new to F1 to hear the team say, let uh, let Lewis Hamilton go by you.
0: It's tough. And yeah. uh, <laughs> Max Verstappen, uh, to start with, thought that uh, why not wait after the race, get a five second penalty like Sebastian Vettel, and maybe I would have been able to create a more than five second gap ahead hmm. of him. But it would it would not have been the correct thing to do. Yeah. Um, it was not the sportsmanlike. And Max Verstappen, although very disappointed, acknowledged after the race theory that it was the right thing to do. And it was the right thing to do sooner than later. Because the mistake is done at one particular moment. So the, the, the fair play says, give back the position as soon as you can, because you just made the mistake. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was all well done. Uh, I, I'm so glad that, uh, <clears throat> first of all, that Lewis Hamilton fought his position uh, very, very cleanly, and he did it like a real, true uh, champion, like an all-time pro, and I appreciate the reaction uh, in hindsight from Max Verstappen, who says, you know what, it was the right thing to do, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll fight each other <laughs> the next race, and we'll try to win that next race.
1: Speaking of uh, Sebastian Vettel, boy, oh boy, what a weekend. I mean, not, not uh, to say it wasn't a good weekend for him is an understatement. <laughs>
0: I'm very worried uh, with Sebastian Vettel-Terry. And uh, you know what? The worries started a couple of years ago. And I understand Ferrari was not nowhere close uh, to be competitive, especially to be reliable uh, the last uh, couple of years. As a matter of fact, uh, as of the moment that the FIA told them to stop using the engine uh, they were using because uh, it was... <laughs> on the verge of being illegal, uh, that we understand. But it's it's the other stuff that uh, worries me about uh, Sebastian Vettel. His overall, uh, his overall uh, detachment uh, in interviews, his, um, his chronic difficulties in breaking situations. Uh, so at one point you could say that the Ferrari of last season was not exactly designed uh, according to his style of driving, But we've seen those problems coming out again and again and again all weekend. And then he got those two penalties. And those are penalties that should not be made by a four-time world champion and by a seasoned veteran. We're talking about penalties for not respecting the yellow flag in qualifying. And we're talking about a penalty uh, or, or, or depreciation points for creating an accident that you're not supposed to create. When you have this ton of experience, so regardless of the potential of the Aston Martin car, which was not very high on the weekend, Terry, but that's another story. Uh, his own behavior was really, really hard, and it's still hard this morning to try to explain.
1: Yeah, what do, can you attribute that to anything? It just is it frustration, or is is F one passing him
0: by? Okay, let's let's do like we do in hockey, Terry. You know, when a player joins a new team we all say okay let's give him seven10 games right to adjust to a new team uh, you remember we said that with Ben Sherat yeah <clears throat> sorry and let's give Lewis Hamilton a couple of races uh, in order to get uh, to get to get to know his new environment uh, the car and the mechanics and, and and the way the team works at the factory but let's not also forget that he's a four-time world champion, champion. and he is supposed to to bring this added value to the team. So we can excuse him partly, we can give him time, of course, but he has also to bring his own experience and talent to the team. This is why he was brought in and this is why he is paid very generously uh, in the new Aston Martin uh, uh, environment. So uh, it's let, let's do that for a couple of races yeah. and we'll see later in May or June how he fares uh, in this new car.
1: Okay. Uh, the perfect, uh, segue into, uh, speaking about, uh, people coming to new teams, surprising. <laughs> and I think pretty good news, uh, for the Canadians, Eric Stahl acquired from the Sabres on the weekend. And one of the things that I loved about, uh, reading about the acquisition was Eric Stahl driving from Buffalo and, uh, contemplating along the 401, how excited he was to be a Montreal Canadian. You know, we, we sometimes forget, eh, Pierre? These these players are excited to uh, to wear the bleu blanc rouge, mm-hmm.
0: and they are excited, usually even more, when they have a little gray hair and a little, yeah, a, yeah, a little experience. They, yeah, they
1: appreciate it more. It seems, eh?
0: They do. They do. Yeah. And uh, I think it's it's great news. I I think it's a wise move from Marc Bergevin, and I think it was done at a wise moment. I mean, uh, you you better do it sooner than later, uh, before the trade deadline. Uh, I think it's great. I think that uh, the Habs have just acquired a big brother slash assistant coach for the young <laughs> centermen of that team. Uh, because, hey, even Philippe Deneau is not that uh, that old, Terry. Yeah, so yeah. it's a, it's a very young uh, cent- uh, center line, full of potential, of course, full of talent that has to be polished. And uh, I think that Eric Stahl will bring this big brother type of a uh, of, uh, uh, comfort, uh, and reassurance, uh, for, uh, for KK and, and, and for Nick Suzuki and for Jake Evans. And to a certain degree will take a little bit of pressure out of uh, Philippe Philip Dano's shoulders. So I think this is very good. I think this is very wise. And I love what I heard <clears throat> from Eric Stahl. <clears throat> Sorry. He comes to the Habs because he wants to win. Terry. Yeah. And when a player says, I want to win, you know what he means. Yeah. I want to make the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I want to go on in the playoffs. Let me, let me throw some uh, figures at you. Uh, Eric Stahl is in his 17th season. And he's only played 62 playoff games his whole career. Wow. That includes, Terry, you remember the Stanley Cup uh, championship yep. with the uh, Hurricanes? 20-odd 20, uh, 20 games. And that includes also a run uh, to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of years after. So 43 out of those 62 playoff games came in two series, the Stanley Cup Championship and the Eastern Conference uh, Final. So he's extremely hungry. The other thing I like about him, he's missed only 26 games, Terry, his whole career. I don't know, this guy is always in the thick of things. He's always in the middle of the, of the pack, in the middle of the action. And he's been away from the game only 26 times Wow. <laughs> the whole career. So you see, those figures are interesting. If you put them together, then you can, uh, you can understand even more why it was a wise move and a relevant move by Marc Bergerin. Very, very excited to see him aboard.
1: Yeah, it's uh, nice to see uh, you know an, a name like that say yeah and and come you know well you understand why he he ran out of Buffalo. It's not a not a good situation there. Oh, it's 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 so bad, Terry. So yeah, bad. just really really yeah. bad. Um, and and the uh, schedule has been a, a rejigged to accommodate mm-hmm. the uh, the games that the Habs missed. I guess everything is is fine with the Habs as of Monday
0: morning, uh, Pierre. No, you. No new names on the list, Terry. Okay. Well, no new... yeah, there is there is one new name on the list, Eric Stahl. Right. Technically, <laughs> well, he's in quarantine, so yeah. he's he, he fits under the the protocol list. So no new a positive tests, and I, the ultimate tests will be done this morning, before uh, the the team can resume uh, practicing. But uh, all the all the echoes are positives, all the signs are positive. So. It's going to be uh, quite hectic, Terry. <laughs> there will be 25 games in 43 nights or wow. days. Uh, and as strange as it may sound, this week is the easiest week. <laughs> <laughs> it's, go- it's going to be only three games in seven nights or seven days this week. All the other weeks will be four and six. Regardless of how you uh, you slice the schedule, it's going to be all the way four and six uh, until the end of the season now the uh, other interesting thing and we saw that coming two of the missed games against the Oilers will be played in the buffer week after the, um, the in between the end of regular season and the start of playoffs as you may know the league has established this buffer just in case well we are in the just in case situation so one of two of the three games against the Oilers that we missed last week will be played on um, on May 10th and May 11th. It's going to be two games in two nights at the Bell Centre.
1: And if it all goes well uh, today with testing, uh, first game back is Thursday against Ottawa. Have I got that right? No, no? no
0: it's going to be tomorrow night, Terry. Because tomorrow night, okay. It, yeah, because, and, and it makes sense, Terry, because the three games you, you missed against the Oilers, the Oilers are still uh, in, in the east part of uh, the country because they played Toronto twice. Uh, on the, uh, and, and actually, they play tonight. Uh, The second game in Toronto. So it's easy to have the Oilers fly uh, the short hop to Montreal, play a game tomorrow night. And then you fill up one third of what you missed last week. And then they're going to fly home uh, later during the week. So it's against the Oilers here tomorrow night and a game in Ottawa on Thursday night. Okay, and the next F1 race, Pierre? Oh, that's only three weeks away. That's too bad. that <laughs> We have to wait. Yeah, uh, because of the, yeah, that's because of the reshuffling of the early part of the the calendar, Terry. So it's going to be in three weeks from now. Uh, in um, actually, in uh, Imola. Okay. So F1 is back uh, to Imola, which is uh, great news as well. So uh, the race uh, will be uh, quite interesting. We can't wait uh, to have uh, one of those great battles again. Uh, between uh, Red Bull and Mercedes, yeah, So it's, and, gonna be, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be on the 18th on uh, Sunday, the 18th.
1: And I suspect uh, Sebastian Vettel's phone may ring. Uh, perhaps uh, Mr. Stroll will want to have a chat
0: with him <laughs> this week. Well, I'll tell you what. I think I think Lawrence Stroll will want to have a chat with a lot of people. this yeah. morning No. Because no, uh, yeah, the driver.
1: Oh, did we lose him? Okay, we've lost Pierre. Um okay, let's just say thanks to Pierre and we'll we'll finish that thought ag- again uh tomorrow morning when we talk to him. It's coming up to 8:32.